Konnichi, what's up, listener? And welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And my name is John. And together we're Henry and John. I didn't know you spoke street Japanese. Oh man, I've been speaking street Japanese for almost a minute. That's pretty good. Yeah. I've only spoken it for 12 seconds at a time. Same. So, how are you, Henry? I'm doing alright. I'm also doing alright. That's strange. Is it? We've had a lot of alright answers to these questions for a long time now. I feel like we're the kind of people who are either doing great, terrible, or just most of the time alright. I think we're in that in-between. Yeah. Which means we're not bipolar. That's good. No, uh, I mean, whatever. Bipolar's a thing. People have it. It's not good or bad to have it, but it kinda sucks. I, isn't it more bad than good? Yeah, from what I understand. Okay. I don't think a lot of people wake up and they go, Man, so glad I'm bipolar. I don't know if people who are bipolar ever say the words, Man, I'm bipolar. I, I've i known a few. Who've said man? Not in that exact phrasing, mostly with screaming. Um, <laughs> so... What's the weather like today? Uh, the t- today the weather was sunny. Yeah, is it fall yet? No, motherfucker. I want it to be fall. <laughs> so you're I'm mad. so sick of summer. Are you I mad? want it to be cold. You know, you know where we live, right? Yeah, it doesn't really get cold for another two months. I want the south to be cold. Uh, also with global warming, it doesn't really stay cold all that much either. Yeah. That's true. It gets cold, and it gets really bitingly it cold. It makes our colds worse. But it's to make up for all the summer it gives us. I guess. Thanks, emissions. The emissions. Thanks, cows. They Thanks. Just, they, just, they just want to keep us warm. Look, I have a lot to thank cows for. Their adorable faces. That's pretty much it. Oh. I just had a weird memory that I now that I'm thinking about it. Is kind of messed up. Yeah. Uh, so it was... This past Friday I went to Wendy's for lunch, which I never do. I never get fast food for lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had to because of dumb reasons. I was out of food. But uh, I, So I went to Wendy's and I got my burger. Mm-hmm. And as I was walking back to my car, I noticed, hey, there's a truck of a trailer in the parking lot. And as I drove past, I noticed they were cows. Yeah. And... And they were baby cows. Mm. And and one of the baby cows watched my car as I drove past. And, like, I made eye contact with it. It probably was just like, ooh, blue shiny thing Mm -hmm. going past. But thinking about it now, in that car with me was a double patty burger. Yep. Made out of cow. A piece of one of its... uh, (laughs) One of its generational cohorts. (laughs) Like... A baby cow made eye contact with my car. (laughs) You looked it directly in the eyes before you consumed it. And now, remembering back, I remember a a single tear going down the cow's face. It's a telltale sign of animal regret. That's a weird moment, man. It is. Being connected with your food, even in some weird tangential way. Totally accurate. My thoughts my thoughts in the moment were like, oh, what an adorable little cow who's like checking out a moving object. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And then I went home and I ate a burger in less than a minute. Yep. Not even thinking about it. Uh, there's, a, there's a book that's cool on this subject. Uh, it kind of pushes an agenda that you might not be totally into. 
But it talks about the uh, psychology of choices like that, and it's called Why We Eat Pigs, Love Dogs, and Wear Cows. Yeah. It's just talking about, you know, how human beings project feelings onto animals, both positive and negative. And it examines human relationships with animals that take place mostly in the mind, subconsciously, just due almost entirely to, like, social priming. Like how no one thinks of pigs, dogs, and cows as being cute or adorable, like... We, we separate all three of those into separate categories, mm-hmm. but if, I've seen, like, videos and stuff of all three acting kind of the same way towards humans, where it's just like, my human's here, I want to be pet and rubbed by it. Yeah, they, they all operate on kind of basic wavelengths, and some of them have, you know, high levels of computational or emotional intelligence. Pigs are smarter than dogs. They can do math. And I mean, I personally think that if you're willing to admit that and still eat a pig, you're basically saying that all the feelings I have for my dog are a projection. No, I would eat my dog. Okay, well then that's cool. I'm kidding. I don't eat ham or pork. Good. I do eat bacon. Wait, (laughs) that's a part of a pork? Yeah, I know. But, I mean, it's a small part. I figure everyone else who eats ham and pork, they leave the bacon for me. Well, that is, they they shear it off, yeah. and they put it into, you know how some people have, like, a recycling bin? Yeah. They have a Henry's Bacon bin, yeah. and they shave it off into that. I have my allowance. Yeah. From every house in America. You know. Gotta, gotta make money somehow. Somehow. So, uh, well. Well, John. What? I have a question for you. What? Uh, you might have heard of this question before mm. on every podcast that really? we've done. Okay. And uh, it goes a little something like this. Uh, John, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Well, uh, I think I actually for once have an idea what we're doing. Wow, you said that the last time I asked. I think for the second time in a row, I know what we're doing. Alright, let's do it. What I think we're doing is uh, having a little bit, a little tiny snippet. Of a new segment. A tiny segment of a new segment? What? A uh, tiny new segment? It's a full segment, but I didn't want to oversell it. Oh. It's like a poquito segment. Little segment. It's a small child segment? Yes. Alright, so get your small children out. Yeah, probably for this one you don't want children listening to it. Oh, never mind. So, uh, this one is, uh, I don't have a name for it yet. Like most of our segments, I like things to be kind of crowdsourced. Yes. Uh, but I want to call it, uh, Transhumanism Corner, also known as, uh, Worth the Ray Kurzweil. Alright, I hear what you're saying, but I don't think transhumanism can fit in a corner. How about transhuman triangle? Okay. For the alliteration, Mm -hmm. and then drop the rest. Drop the worth the Ray Kurzweil. I don't know what that means. Ray Kurzweil, uh... Was he a transhuman? No, but he believes in transhumanism and the idea of the technological singularity that will lead to transhumanism. Is this when we all download our consciousness onto one floppy disk? Basically. Alright. Okay, so... So... Transhuman triangle. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I think the most transhuman shapes are triangles and hexagons, so this works. Yeah, because they're all binaries. Yeah. Uh, uh, one point where two lines meet. <laughs> yeah, they're all... Triangles th- They're all... my favorite shape. They're all two-sided shapes. Yeah. 2D binary. 
So, uh, here's the thing. So, how familiar are you with the concept of transhumanism? The idea that we will transcend our, you know, human physical forms and then eventually become something greater, closer to like a a sweeping kind of self-actualization that we can't really articulate right now. Uh, I believe we all, I've already done that, and it was called AOL Instant Messenger. That's... You know, that actually does have a place within the conversation about transhumanism. I, I honestly believe humanity reached its peak evolutionary form when they sat down and typed in their, their screen name as like Dark Shadow XX Edgemaster Supreme mm-hmm. and talked to all their friends. I don't think it's fair that you're sharing my AOL name, but... Well, I'm just saying, I think that was the peak of humanity. It's all downhill. I mean, we have, to a certain point, uh, made the internet more accountable and taken a certain amount of this kind of actualized anonymity away. But then you get into that whole deep web thing, which is different from the dark web. But you get into the whole deep web thing with, like, forced anonymity and, you know, onion routing of domains. So, you know, but whatever. It's the idea that we will actualize ourselves greater than we are evolutionarily capable of doing through technology. Like, where evolution stops, technology takes over to advance us, and advancing us just means that we gain greater success. I guess we lose success in the genetic sense of the word, because success is like mating, and transhumans wouldn't mate necessarily. Well, then what would be the point? Exactly! What is the point? What's the point of transhumanism? I mean, the, the point of transhumanism is that the march of technology can't be stopped and we're all going to be transhuman eventually. Well, the thing is, the march of technology can be slowed. Yeah, but it can't be stopped. I mean, it's increasing at an exponential rate. That's the singularity. It reaches a point where it can't be predicted. However, there is a point, like, there was a thing, I forget the name of this, this thing where memory doubles every so many years. Mm. It, and it's a really, like, it describes the exponential rate that you're you're talking about that has been untrue for the past year has it yes memory did not double in the past year Hmm. therefore it can be slowed through dumbness floods in thailand uh yeah which which might be part of it so wait if we just take down all the sweatshops we can't transhuman evolve I mean, it's not necessarily a memory thing. You know, look at, uh, like, Boston Dynamics and stuff. The advancements in, you know, robotics... Those, those dumb robots? ...has been insane. The ones that you kick? We went from having an awesome fall down some stairs in front of, like, 10,000 investors 10 years ago to having largely autonomous robots that have perfect balance and can sense things in a strangely human way. Technology is fast and scary. I saw a robot jump up a building... Yep. And a single bound. Yep. That's a Superman. It is. It's a super robot. So, uh, basically an idea that I had today at work, and this is where this segment comes from. So, if if we are willing to admit that transhumanism is a thing that we're kind of working towards because we can't really stop it. And I think that people tend to conflate transhumanism with technological progress in like a... You know, in the realms of, like, computing or robotics or things like that. But I think that there's room for a debate for transhumanism being a, a biological or pharmacological change. Okay. 
So, okay. Big question. Do you think that it should be legal for people to make choices that affect their hormone balance in like an over-the-counter kind of way? When you when you're saying what you're saying what you're asking me basically is should it be up to an individual to be able to change their their natural chemistry? Is that like a yeah. rephrase? Essentially, that's that's what I'm asking. Yeah, I think an individual can make that choice for himself or herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're free to do with their chemistry what they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, you know, there shouldn't be any sort of like uh, what what's the word? Uh, there shouldn't be like a law against that that shouldn't be seen as not acceptable in social circles and i mean that's the the situation we're in today is that a lot of drugs that people would take to change their hormonal balance are illegal or behind you know big prescription drug walls yeah and you know let's say you know if someone's uh like a transitioning person okay. and they want to take testosterone there's very little legal uh recourse for them to pursue testosterone injections, so they have to get it from China or whatever. Don't they have to go through doctors and do, like, psych evaluations and all this stuff? And... Sometimes, but if you don't pass those psych evaluations, you can still get it from China in potentially dangerous... Uh, quantities? Sus- quantities or suspensions or purities. Purities is a big thing that goes into it. Okay. But, you know, this technology is advancing at an exponential rate because we... You know, like, let's take steroids, for example. Okay. So, your average garden variety testosterone is prescribed to you by some aging clinic uh, for $500 a month or something ridiculous like that, if you apply. But then you have other drugs that are being developed that selectively target parts of your brain to make it secrete different hormones. You're not necessarily putting new hormones into your body, you're just changing the way your body prioritizes its hormones. And does that do things like raise IGF-1 levels and thus raise the chance of you getting cancer at some point in your life? Sure, it does that. Uh, and there are a million really dangerous things that changing your hormone balance can do, but should people be free to make that choice for themselves? Um, maybe. It's a, it's a scary thing to think about because, you know, the... You know, the three things that you own in your life are your body, your thoughts, and your emotions. Yeah. Because, like, those are the only things you can really own. I think, barring any, like, immediate or violent medical reaction, mm-hmm. you know, I maybe it should, maybe doctors should be, like, a gatekeeper of that sort of decision. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't want people to suffer from, a, a you know, a decision that could have such kind of, like, harsh consequences to themselves. Mm-hmm. I, I think what I came up with, because I thought, you know, perfect utopian world, you should be able to buy these, like, selective androgen receptor drugs. You should be able to buy hormones just over-the-counter, whatever, whenever, because yeah. tech, because information would be free. But I don't think that's necessarily the world we're ever going to live in. I think that it should be like, if you're getting a new antidepressant, which changes uh, the the levels of certain serum concentrations of chemicals in your brain... 
you should be able to talk to a doctor who tells you the risks, tells you the benefits, and you should be able to say, this is what I want, and the doctor should give it to you, but only if he makes sure that you fully understand the risks. Yeah, yeah, informed consent, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, and then the doctor's not like a gatekeeper. He's not capable of saying no, mm-hmm. but, but the doctor is capable of informing a person to everything that may or may not happen to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that yeah, I think that's sort of the where we should be. Because if you think of it about anything else, anything else that changes the biochemistry, even something as simple as a sleeping pill, you know, I I take a sleeping pill sometimes when I when I can't sleep, and the next day I'm a completely different person. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm groggy, I'm cloudy, and like I make that decision that the previous night, knowing that's going to happen to me, mm-hmm. because I feel like I need to sleep, and this is the way I can guarantee sleep. So it's like, I can do that, so people should be able to make other decisions that are more drastic, mm-hmm. as long as they're informed about the consequences. And I think that it would help if we had doctors who are willing and able to give these things to people, because, you know, not everyone's an endocrinologist, or whatever the study of hormones is, I'm not sure, I think it's endocrinology. Yes. Endocrine system, I'm not a scientist. I'm not even close. But it's a it's a very difficult system to balance and keep in check and reduce your risks of various things because you know if you are a transitioning person you're trying to raise like your serum testosterone level or your serum estrogen level there are a ton of risks in both directions and having a doctor be able to prescribe these things to you and not even prescribe them to you necessarily maybe it should be a situation where you say i want this and the doctor says i will give this to you but i will tell you everything that will happen to you as a result of giving you this at this dosage. I'm not necessarily a gatekeeper from your choice, but I'm someone who wants to make sure you're informed about the choices you're making. Yeah, like a civil servant. Yeah. Doctors should be civil servants. And, you know, I, I think that changing your hormone balance does go pretty far toward, uh, you know, actualizing yourself, not mentally, but physically. Yeah. And, you know, if a body is a huge part of our day-to-day lives, it's... It's most of where our thought processes end up going. So bodies are extremely important. So being able to actualize yourself physically is going to be really key for some people to be happy. I mean, if we're talking about like a singularity, is there a step along the path, along that sort of path, journey, Mm -hmm. uh, where we kind of, we're going to ditch our physical bio, what do they call that? Bio... Meat body. Meat, our, our, we're going to ditch our organic body mm-hmm. for some form of like whatever the next step is. Is there a middle step where you you transfer your consciousness into like a a designed avatar? See, that's uh, one would imagine that that is a point on this uh, on this timeline, but to some degree, I have a really hard time imagining that ever happening and i have a hard time imagining uploading your consciousness to something that doesn't exist because i'm not sure how the human consciousness could exist in something that isn't physical yeah because like i said bodies are extremely important to people uh i was reading a paper at some point about how this you you know the general conception of a utopian society is one in which everyone is literally the same. Yeah. But there's an extremely powerful and edifying force in having an identity. And I'm not sure human beings would want to give up physical identities. Well, I, I think that's because we're at this stage of that process True. in which it, it's too 
far in the future. It's too different from where we are now that we can't kind of wrap our heads around that. Like, even, you know, something as old as the Doctor Who enemy, the Cybermen. Cybermen. Mm-hmm. Um, Not the Cybermen, which are from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I, but some I swear some of the Doctors pronounce it Cybermen. Probably. But they're saying Cyber. Mm-hmm. But that that's a, a human brain uploaded to a robotic body, mm-hmm. and the result is... The brain is in an immense like torment and pain because it's it, like it cannot sort of adapt and it's only sort of recourses. I have to share this with other people. If everyone's like this, then it will be okay. Oh, because I won't know. The, like there will be no difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like that's that's our understanding of it right now. I don't think we're at the point where we can even sort of comprehend what a human consciousness not in a human body would be like. Yeah, and that's like thousands of years from now. But as soon as Jeff Goldblum finishes his teleportation device and beams himself in that fly, mm-hmm. we'll have our first data. It's true. I don't know, it's... I guess if... Maybe the big question here is if we do get to the point where we can alter our own chemistry to a point where we can like choose our physical existence... And I'm not necessarily saying this is people uh, changing genders, necessarily changing gender, whatever. It could just be, like, unbuff people choosing to be buff. Choosing to be muscular. Yeah. In a world like that, you're saying that exercise isn't really anything of merit because you do expend more effort. But if you take steroids, you gain more muscle sitting on a couch and you're healthier and your joints last a lot longer. But then you get an old mental illness thing. Like, what if people take a ton of steroids and turn their liver into styrofoam? That would not be good. Which is why doctors would be important. Exactly. But, I mean, if we're we're at that point, and it seems like we're almost at that point where we can say that people can have domain over their hormonal balances, we're getting pretty damn close to almost giving up human bodies as these things were just given. I mean, if it's one of the three things we own, we can control our thoughts, and we can control the other thing you said. I forget what emotions. It was. We well, basically, basically to, to a degree, we can degree to a degree we can control our emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, some people can't control their body because their body has something like wrong with it. And I say wrong, I mean like a disorder, like a thyroid condition, mm-hmm. where like no matter what they do, their body will be a certain way. Mm-hmm. So like. The choice was robbed from them what they want to do with their body. So, like, this would be a way to sort of give that back to them. Mm-hmm. Now, for the other people, people are lazy like myself who, you know, who can totally work out but maybe can't afford it or just don't have time in the day to do it. Uh, I would love to pick a more muscular sort of fit body, mm-hmm. but I don't know about taking hormones to do that. I wonder if we only want to be muscular or fit because few people are and we want to be perceived as attractive. And if that scale gets bumped up, you're going to get more and more people turning the livers into styrofoam and just turning into huge monsters. I mean, a lot of it has to do with the socially constructed ideal of attractiveness. Mm -hmm. Uh, For men, it's like, you know, that's a buff guy. I mean, I, I honestly believe that, like, the pressure for men to take steroids today is huge compared to what it was in, like, the 70s. Because all of our leading men in Hollywood are extremely lean and muscular. It's it's crazy how huge male leads have gotten. One of the greatest examples I can think of this is if you look at Hugh Jackman in the first Wolverine movie mm-hmm. versus Wolf, Wolver, 
Hugh Jackman in the most recent Wolverine movie. Yep. It's a he's a completely different body type. Mm-hmm. He went from you know slightly hairy, slightly buff guy to extreme bodybuilder. Yep. And I mean that's being asked of more and more people. Look at fucking Chris Evans. He's huge. He like he like bench pressed a helicopter. It's true. That's probably effects, but but like he had to get buff enough so that we would believe that. It's it's unbelievable the. The beauty standard that male actors are held up to. I say that as a man. It's unbelievable. The beauty standard of women. Yeah, yeah. You know, unrealistic body fat percentages, stuff it, like that. But now... It goes both ways. It's weirdly almost equal now, where the chances of either gender looking like the ideal body is equally unlikely. I mean, if you look at the average guy, they've got, like, a little bit of a stomach. Mm-hmm. That, that's not... That's not... How, that, that's, like... Not whatsoever. That's like a schlubby asshole in a comedy. He's like, I'm Seth Rogen, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's like old Chris Pratt. Yeah. And that new buff Chris Pratt. And I mean, that's... You take Chris Pratt from Parks and Rec, who looked totally normal in Hollywood standards of the 70s and 80s, and if you want to make him a lead in something, something where I don't think he ever has his shirt off, gotta make him, like, huge buff-ass dude. Yeah. He has a shirt off once in Guardians of the Galaxy, I think. If you and in Jurassic World, I think he's wearing like a tank top at one point, like yeah. when you first meet him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everyone has to be buff. Yeah, everyone has to. Be, and I mean, everyone has to be thin. We're having similar things with uh, with uh, female actors where they're being required to be low body fat percentage and almost unnaturally muscular. Yeah, poor Gal Gadot or G- Gadot. Uh, who? Wonder Woman. Yes. Uh, because it's, it's like when people, when she was cast as Wonder Woman, the first thing that people who were familiar with the comic book said was, she's not buff enough. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, she could get buff enough, but then you would say, well, she's not thin and attractive enough. And yep. It's like, there's no, it's, it's like, she gets her powers from mythical Greek gods. Like, why would she have to be buff? Why do you, why does she have to have muscle to be strong in that case? Mm-hmm. And I think, like, she actually hit the gym, and, like, she, she, she did what she could, and I think she did an excellent job. Mm-hmm. But it's like, we everything is becoming impossible. So if we could find a way to give that to everybody, then what does Hollywood do? Uh, they start casting people who aren't human. <laughs> yeah? I don't know. They, they find some way to tap into rarity. Maybe totally normal people become normal again. I, that's like uh, in, in the graphic novel Surrogates, everyone's got like this uh, robotic body that they're, they they beam their consciousness to. Like they basically control it through like let's say virtual reality. But everyone has a perfect robotic body. Mm-hmm. It, it, so it's just like, and I wish they covered television and like Hollywood because that's just one aspect that didn't really cover. Um, but. If everyone looks the same, who becomes our celebrities? Maybe we just get over it. No, we wouldn't. Yeah, no. We wouldn't get over I it. I mean, because people would still be writing television. People would still be making movies. Mm-hmm. But could it just be maybe more likely that someone can walk in and get a part and not have to be a George Clooney Pratt? Maybe. I mean, it's it's all about how far down the rabbit hole you want to go of, like, where, like, desirability comes from. Is it just because people are cast because they look different, or are people cast because there's this thread that's running throughout the human consciousness right now that's pointing people towards that kind of body type? 
for like uh, aspirational purposes. There's no way of knowing. Yeah. It would be interesting to see, though. So, I, I mean, the thing about transhumanism is, if it really is inevitable, then the public mind will have to shift with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and right now, it, it's always been like, technology advances first, then the public mind catches up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, eventually there's going to be a point where they happen kind of at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then, then that's when you start worrying about the next step. Because I think in our lifetimes, we're not we're not going to see... Oh, I don't think... I mean, I'm not sure human beings will exist to see the singularity. That might... Well, yeah, we would become something else before then. I mean, I... Like, we might be dead from global warming or global thermonuclear war or something by then. Uh, because I think it will take thousands and thousands of years. You think it will happen before the heat death of the universe? Oh, that's what, like 14 trillion gajillion years away? Yeah, but... Probably before then. I imagine the singularity takes a lot of energy to do... Yeah. And... Maybe we cause the heat death of the universe with our crazy psychic minds. There you go. Yeah, uh, that was a segment with (laughs) no answers. Yep. uh, And questions. Just lots of questions. Like everything else dealing with transhumanism, it really doesn't have any answers. That's some pretty good discussion in there. I think so. We, we managed to hit, what, body image and, and all this other stuff, social norms. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I just want drugs so I can get huge. And I just don't want to do drugs. Cool, and that's your choice. Yeah. But you're gonna look lame as fuck. I mean, if everyone looks... Welcome to the gun show. <laughs> if everyone looks buff, and then, like, I, I look the same... God just... damn it, you're gonna be the new Chris Pratt. I would I would be sad until I get discovered by Chris Pratt. He's like, <laughs> I remember, that's what I look like. And then he reverts, and then, like, everyone else reverts, and, and Wendy's can stay open. You know, that the age-old saying, where goeth... Chris Pratt, there goeth humankind. Isn't it true? Aren't we resurrecting dinosaurs now? It's Yeah, actually. Yeah. Woolly mammoth. I think I read a headline they're making a Jurassic World 2. Of course they are. But why? Because that park's going to open again. Ba-da-da, no. Ba-da-da. Oh, are two women going to get brutally drowned? I know. <laughs> side by side. That was the worst part. It was really good oh. and awful. You know what else is good and awful? What? Some ads. I guess we could do that. We could. We could and do... we shall. Are we? One, two, three o'clock, five o'clock, ads. Hey, John. Hey. This summer. Oh? Get ready. Okay. For the new movie. Hmm. That's a sequel of last year's movie. Okay. Of the summer. Oh, there were a few of those. It's the one All right. with that one guy who was really buff, All right. didn't wear a shirt, no, rode a motorcycle. That's still a few movies. He had hair. Okay, that's that eliminates like one. And he was white. Okay, that's really not... Starring the woman oh. who can run in heels. Oh, so, okay, most. Who runs this bitch. Okay. And the bitch is a world... Who run the world? Uh, That one woman. Okay. And they're in danger. What are they in danger from? The conflict of the movie. (laughs) Alright, uh... 
that's that's really not too helpful. Buckle your nondescript pelts. Okay. They could be seat belts. All right. They could be like an amusement park ride belt. Which is... It could be strapping into a parachute. So is this like a second movie, third movie? It's the sequel to last summer's hit movie. Okay. And it's gonna be a sequelized series uh, of sequels. Okay. Is introducing it... a new child actor. All right. You don't know her or him. Is it... Okay. Is it Jaden Smith? And they're gonna bring the whole quality of the movie down. Oh, okay. Don't forget their classic catchphrase, You don't know nothing about me, Short Round, from that one Indiana Jones movie. Oh, is it Short Round? No, that's just the catchphrase. Okay. And it all the action is spurred on by the bad guy from the first film... But now they're half robotic. Okay. And also part T-Rex. All right. And in space. Oh. It's the big new hit summer flick sequel of the summer. I'm getting mixed signals. Don't worry. It stars your favorite comedic actor. Oh. Who's done a lot of work to get rid of all their fat and humor. Okay. To get into this weird action role. Pretty sure I know which one that is. And it also stars some chick we never hear from again. Okay. Like, she's she was in that one movie. Uh-huh. And then, like, oh, man, she's going to be really big because this movie's going to be really successful. Mm-hmm. And then she's not attached to any projects. Okay. Where'd she go? What oh. happened to her? Where'd... Who was she? No one knows. But, man, could she run in heels? That... Yeah. This, this, um, Adam Sandler presents... Okay, whoa. The hit summer of the movie sequel. Was not expecting that. And he's not actually attached. Oh, okay. He's just, he recommends it. Good old Ropadope. He hasn't even seen it yet. Alright. But man, is he excited for it. Okay. You want to know the title? Yes. I already said it. What? Yep. You gotta listen back, it's in there. Ha! I didn't see you there, Henry. Oh, John, were you under this rock the whole podcast? And we're back. <laughs> that we are. So, uh, I heard... But it, uh, but... I, I heard tell little birdie passed by my desk and told me that you had a segment. Oh, man. I'm really excited about this segment. Hashtag segs. If you want to join the conversation about our various segments... Uh, hit us up on Twitter with hashtag segs, S-E-G-Z. If you do S-E-G-S, that's a different thing, and we do not get the, uh, the social media cred for it, so please, hashtag S-E-G-Z in reference to our segments, hashtag segs. Good plug. I, th- I thought we needed to, uh, to intersperse some social media blast. Alright, yeah, but I'm really excited about this upcoming segs. No, you, it's segments, but if people are talking about it, they say segs. I'm really excited about this segment. Like, look, this is the segment that this podcast has been gearing up for for 33-odd episodes. Oh? Like, we they finally answered our petition. Remember when we first formed Zero Credits? Barely. We had the idea we were going to answer the age-old question. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That dusty piece of papyrus I signed. Oh, yeah. All those years ago. Eons ago. Eon, entire eons. And now we can finally, we have permission to ask it on air. That's right. We don't know the answer still. But we can ask it. But now we can ask it. Just, this just is, go ahead and tell them. Here's the segment title. 
What happened to Matthew Broderick? <sighs> I guess that what happened to him? I guess the tiger's out of the cage. Yeah. We have to crack it. What happened to Matthew Broderick? Okay, so um, why is no one talking about this? So the the first thing that we'll do is we'll talk about what we think happened to Matthew Broderick, and then we'll just talk through it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So let's start with we we got to start with the who. Mm-hmm. Who was Matthew Broderick? Matthew Broderick was the star of hit films such as Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, with his young boyish charm. The producers, yeah, with his young boyish charm. Name Godzilla. Oh, with his young boyish charm. Yeah, that's about. You only need three to know that he's a star. So he was. Was he in Cable Guy? I don't know. All right, doesn't maybe. But see, like he was a very prolific boyish young star, even though he aged. He still kept his boyish charm. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, instant classic. Mm-hmm. The producers, instant classic. Godzilla 2000, a movie. Yeah, it's true. All three of them are classified as such. And, and so it's just like, you know, it's 2016. Where is he? What happened to Matthew Broderick? He disappeared sometime mm-hmm. between Godzilla and now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, wh- what do you think, where do you think he is? Oh, well, I have done extensive research about where I think Matthew Broderick is. And you're not gonna like this. Oh, no. And I don't know if anyone's gonna like this, but I honestly feel like he was meant to guest star in Lost. Mm. And he got lost no. within that show. That's so thematically perfect. And then Damien LeBoy and the other writer of Lost. Nailed it. They, they, LeBuff, Le, LeBeef, and the other writer of Lost. They, they, what did I just say? <laughs> the other writer of Lost. <laughs> it's fine. Keep, keep it. And uh, so they, they ended the show before they could wrap up the, this, this cameo appearance of Matthew Broderick, he it, they like they had this whole huge plot line and they plotted it out and he like he signed on and this was all behind scenes. No one knows about this, of course. But then the show ended. They ended mm. the show, and Matthew Broderick, I don't know if you know this, it's rumored that he's a method actor. Mm-hmm. So he probably like was living out his cameo appearance, and then when like when they ended the show, he didn't know how to stop. So he just stayed on the island. He's still on that island. You know, I've heard that uh, during the iconic phone call, and I think the beginning of season three, when Jack says, we have to go back, he's talking about going back for Matthew Broderick. Yeah, the entire latter half of the series, if if you really pay attention, you know they're talking about, they need to rescue Matthew Broderick, but then in classic Rost, Rost, I did it again, Classic Lost Rider fashion, they completely dropped the plot line for no reason. Mm-hmm. They were going to finish that Matthew Broderick plot, but they just couldn't. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a that's a totally valid theory as to where he went. Yeah. Uh, I have my own theory. All right. Uh, he was in Trainwreck last year. He was in a Trainwreck last year? No, he was in the movie Trainwreck with Amy Schumer. Oh, he played a bit part, and he played himself. Oh. He played Matthew Broderick, 
And that is, to the best of my knowledge, the only thing that he has done. He was in Trainwreck? He was in Trainwreck. People saw Trainwreck? Alongside LeBron James. Alright. Uh, Marv Albert. Okay. And somebody else. It wasn't... People saw the movie Trainwreck? I did. He was in it. You're trying to tell me he was spotted as as recently as 2015? He was spotted in 2015. However... Oh... What I am supposing... Is that the real Matthew Broderick? Exactly. Oh, no. He was playing himself in a movie full of actors who are playing other people. That's weird. Now, Marv Albert was playing himself and LeBron James was playing himself. Is it really them? But these are no non-actors. That's true. It is illegal for them to act. It's true. Matthew Broderick, however, as an actor... And as a method actor, is forbidden by his code from playing himself or being himself. So then, it what? It was someone acting like Matthew Broderick, exactly pretending to be Matthew Broderick, acting, if you will, as you said, like Matthew Broderick. Because we know that the greater conspiracy is that he wouldn't just appear in a film. No, not as himself. Did people actually saw Trainwreck? Yeah. Oh. A lot I, of people get killed. Yeah, but... I, was about, I was about to say, I thought after, you know, the, the shooting and, and, like, around South Louisiana, people stopped the movie. I saw it on Blu-ray, so there was minimal chance of me getting shot. They made a Blu-ray? They did. Of a movie that people got killed in? Yeah. That would be like if they made a Blu-ray of The Dark Knight. Or... Rises. Or a Blu-ray of, uh... What's that Nazi propaganda film? Pride of a Nation? No, I don't know. Uh, Beasts of a Nation. <laughs> nope. It's not even close. Not literally pretty much the opposite. <laughs> but, it, uh, it was a Netflix original mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with that. Yep. Oh, so Matthew Broderick, if you are out there, we would love to hear from you. But... If you feel the need, please get in contact with us in character, because I understand that method acting does take its toll. You think... Do you think... For a second, can this exist? Mm. Can Matthew Broderick have lived out his days on, on the island from Lost, and, like, somehow he got off the island and found himself in train wreck? He stayed on Lost as his character for so long... Yeah. ...that when he finally escaped, he had assumed that identity. Yeah. So he entered a cattle call audition for the role of Matthew Broderick, and he was a perfect fit. Not knowing that he actually is... Matthew Broderick. And the directors... What if it was like a Charlie Chaplin contest and like... No, I'm, I'm speaking not in a what if. That story about Charlie Chaplin, he entered a lookalike contest and came in second. Mm-hmm. What if it was kind of like that? Matthew Broderick entered an audition for the role of Matthew Broderick, only he got it. What if he entered the audition for a different character and they were like, this guy looks so much like Matthew Broderick, we're just going to write Matthew Broderick into the movie. I, I got it. I finally understand the movie Trainwreck. He auditioned for the lead role mm-hmm. for for Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer's character. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, "Well, no, <laughs> Amy Schumer's attached. Like 
you can't you can't even audition for that role. Mm-hmm. But you know, you look so much like Matthew Broderick. We're gonna give you a part. We're Matt. gonna make you a bit part. Yeah. Wait. What if Amy Schumer's in on it? Oh no. She's in on the cover up, and like she found Matthew Broderick. So people would stop asking the age-old question, what happened to Matthew Broderick? To be fair, I think that she may have some vested interest, but it is well known that Bill Hader is a failed clone of Matthew Broderick. Well, yeah, everybody knows that. So the chances of him being in on it pretty high. All right. Case closed. Well, not really. We still don't know where he is. We also still don't know if that's actually him or not. All right, so Matthew Broderick, and we know, chances are you listen to any time someone says your name. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so get in contact with us. Email us, and, and then listen. You got to finish. Keep listening to the podcast. We, we plug our, our contact information at the end. Yeah. Um. And, and then like get in touch with us, and hopefully like we can we can help you out, man. And if you've listened thus far, you're just gonna enjoy the rest. Yeah. There's there's more to come. There's there's so much more. Oh man, so much, so yeah. much high quality content. But that was we finally got to do our segment. What happened to Matthew Broderick? And who knows, we might be able to update you with, with recent rumblings. Pursuant to his contacting us, we will, uh, we will uh, reopen this segment to tell you where in the world is, is Matthew, Matthew Broderigo. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So, uh, so, I mean, that's the real reason why we do Zero Credits. Can we, can we retroactively punch up the title of that segment to make it where in the world is Matthew Broderigo? Yeah. Let's do that. All right. I'll do it in post. All right. So get in contact with us. Matthew Broderick Ago. And we will uh, we'll keep you updated, listeners. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope you are as on the edge of your seat as I am, because that means you're probably standing. He's like teetering oh, my, off of his feet. This, this, is, this is like a feat of balance. It really is. If you can teeter while standing, he's doing it. Yeah. Well, I hope you're doing that too, because... Good stretch and also electrifying content. So, Henry. Oh, John. I uh, heard it through the grapevine. The grapevine? I heard it through the grapevine. Yeah. Uh, which is a vine that you grip for information. Uh, and I also uh, heard tell from some weary travelers that you have a segment for us. I do? <laughs> okay, wait. Where do you keep getting this information? I told you, from some weary travelers and from the grapevine. Alright. I do, I do. Remember how last week we did a segment where we gave a shout-out to some of our listeners? I do. Well, forget them. Oh. Throw them away. Alright, so last week's gone. Yeah, the people we gave a shout-out to, small potatoes. Alright. Compared... To who we're gonna give a shout out to this week? Newness and freshness. A, a brand new follower, a brand new member of the Zero Credits Follow family. And and, and, and if you want to join the conversation with hashtag Zero Credits Follow family, it's hashtag ZC Fall Fam. Join the conversation. Anyway, that's right. Hashtag ZC Fall Fam. Welcome your newest. Member who, by by no means, there's no favoritism mm-hmm. in the family. But if there were, this would be your queen. Okay. This would be the person that you can't talk to. That's high level favoritism, but it doesn't. Exist. But it doesn't exist. So feel free to talk to her. This is Carrie. I'm gonna say Walgreen. 
Walgren. I'm going to say Carrie Walgren, and I'm going to say Carrie motherfucking Walgren. Holy shit. Carrie motherfucking Walgren. Followed us. Followed us. Followed us on Twitter. Holy shit. She's verified. It's, it's, okay. We're not. Here's the thing. You might think we're, like, taking the piss, and you might not know who this is, and if you don't, you're an idiot. Yeah. So, Carrie Walgren, extremely prolific uh, voice actor. Extremely talented. Fantastic person. Let's just list off some of these bona fides. She was the voice of Haruko and FLCL, which is, no joke, hugely important to the aesthetic that I have cultivated and enjoy in my life. FLCL is one of the chief works of art that turned me into the person that I am today. Probably one of the best animes of all time. Six episodes long and everyone a banger. Good thing they're making more. Are they? Yep. Let's talk about that later. Alright, uh, she was... She plays, actively, Jessica from Rick and Morty. Ooh, Rick and Morty. Best yeah. show on TV. It, people won't shut up about it. Rick and Morty is really the FLCL of Adult Swim. It's true, even though FLCL wasn't on. Yeah. It was on Adult Swim. Shh. She plays Selty and Derurururur. I'm sorry, what? The anime Derurururur. Wait, hold up, what? I've tried to talk to you about this anime. Okay, what? It's abbreviated D-R-R-R. Oh, you mean Danganronpa? No, no. no. I don't know what that is. It's either. pronounced Derurur. Okay, so salty on Derurur. <laughs> it was a misnomer that the that uh that's the sound that the motorcycle makes oh, when it revs. Oh, that's so cool. It turns out that's not true. Oh. It's just a nonsense word. <laughs> Derurur. Yeah. Okay. Um but she plays Selty, who mm -hmm. is a oh no, I know the word. A Dulahan. Oh, you did try to tell me yeah. about this. She plays Selty the Dulahan. Alright. And, <laughs> and uh, she also plays uh, a couple other super famous anime ladies. Saber. Saber from, from Fate, Fate Stay, Stay Night. Night. Is that Fate Stay... What is it? Fate Unlimited... I don't know Okay, wait. Okay. So Fate Stay Night was a kind of high concept vampire dating game from the early 2000s. Hold up. Yes. The Fate series. Yeah. Or Fate Stay series is a series of, of high quality... Graphic novel, dating sim things. Yeah. From that spun a couple animes. Yep. Fate Stay Night. Mm -hmm. Fate Stay Zero. Okay. And then Fate Stay Unlimited Blade Works or something. Okay. And each each of the different runs are a different story path from the original game. Okay. With one being a prequel. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I Saber's awesome. I played a non-porny version of that first one and the story was okay. There I you go. It. But, Yeah. Saber's cool. You know who Saber is? Uh, she has Excalibur, the sword that never loses. Yeah. She's King Arthur. That's cool. Yeah. Lady Arthur. King Arthur. That's pretty cool. It's a title. Why did my coworker send me a picture? Getting distracted. Don't get distracted. You know who Walgren. else she plays? Who else? You know who else? Who else? Carrie Walgren plays? Who else? You know the show Gravity Falls? I do. Do you know the Hispanic reporter? I do. Hernandez? Yeah. From Gravity Falls? That's a great character. That's her. Oh my. Okay, so the Look, fact. Okay. She's right there on her picture. Shut up. She's right there. Shut up. What? Here's the thing. What's up? This person is the perfect person to have followed us. Because she is hitting all the high points. Rick and Morty. 
high concept, high style anime, and Gravity Falls. Yeah. If she was a voice on Over the Garden Wall, I'd explode. Uh, I'd just die. Well, thankfully, you you don't have to die. Good. I don't. She's not Beatrice. Who Good. Would be like oh, the only voice she could be. Oh, if she was Beatrice, I'd die. But she was in Kung Fu Panda. It's true. She was. Uh, don't. I don't know who she was in Kung Fu Panda. Apparently, it's a tiger. Nice. I haven't seen a Kung Fu Panda. Carrie Walgren, you're really cool. Yeah, Carrie Walgren, this is awesome. Thanks. Thanks for following us. Uh, we are humbled and honored. And you might just be following us out of, like, some social media obligation, or maybe you just see that we tweet about your shows a lot. But trust me, that's fine. Yeah, no. I, you don't have to listen. I, I, I want her to listen. No, listening would be great. I want her to hear all the smart things we say. No, listening would be fantastic. A A plus do it. But if you don't listen, that's fine. Just being followed by you rules. Oh, God, how do we make her listen? Well, we stop talking about her. Yeah. Because, you know... <laughs> you know you know how it is when people keep showering you with praise? Yeah. How awkward that gets? Let's hope she never listens to this episode. Yeah, don't listen to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Oh. Listen to other episodes. Okay, we gotta we gotta reel back, or we're gonna Let's scare her back. off. Let's reel back. But now you're cool. She thanks a lot of her fans. She keeps thanking people. We're fans. We're fans. We should write to her. No. What would that ruin the the, the maybe the illusion? No, I don't think it would ruin the illusion. I don't know. I'm I'm legitimately afraid of scaring her away at this point. Oh, so maybe we wait a week. Yeah, wait a week, then call back. <laughs> she didn't call. This isn't a call. Oh. Oh, well. But it's awesome. It's very, very cool. And by association, we're now famous. It's true. We are now, like, a step away from Dan Harmon. Which is closer than I ever wanted to get. Yeah. Because I feel like... I feel like Icarus... We're flying too close to the sun. We are far too close to the sun. It happens. I'm within, like... I can feel Dan Harmon's breath on the back of my neck at this point. That, that's probably apt. He breathes a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, to, to be fair, I was like two and a half steps away from Dan Harmon. Because mm, brag. Camille Nanjiani did like one of my tweets. Mm, brag. That I directed right at him. Why hasn't Camille Nanjiani, famous Pakistani <laughs> comedian, <laughs> uh... <laughs> Followed us on Twitter. Probably because last episode you called. Uh, you said he was from India. Did you fix that? I did fix that. Okay, thank God. I fixed that. Okay. With man. the most robotic voice I could find. Okay, I, I did not get a chance to listen, and I was mortified. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, good. Oh, that's... But, you know, you gotta... You have to... Get up to get down. Gotta get up to get down. And speaking of getting up and getting down... Yes... Well, let's transition quickly into a new segment. A new segment called, well, it's not new. We've teased it. It's just never. We've never had an opportunity to do it. Oh, it's 
Correction Corner. Which is why I talked to you out of Transhuman Corner earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah. We don't want too many corners. Haven't we been corrected before? Yeah, I don't know if... We, have we? My favorite listener, Run. Oh, yeah, Run corrected us. But maybe he didn't but have a segment at that point. That was more of a discussion. Like, that wasn't like... That was more of a him persuading us to his side. Okay. Rather than a, an outright correction. So this is more of a red mark on an essay. You can't debate it. Yeah. Okay. Apparently... Remember how last week in the weird fading hours of the podcast when we started doing a weird deny 33 times Oh thing? yeah, good old Paul. Yeah. According to our fan, Eric, it's not Paul. Oh shit. It was Peter who denied Jesus 33 times. Hashtag corrections. Hashtag John make a Facebook. Well, let's address this one at a time. All right. Uh, I feel like an ass because <laughs> not only did I do that on a public podcast, but I also made a joke about Paul denying Jesus three times in front of an audience. And they laughed, so clearly they're as uninformed as I am. When did you do this joke? It was an improv show. Oh, yeah? I was a slutty nun. Oh, right. Yeah. I was there for that. Paying attention. <laughs> yeah, everyone laughed, so apparently everyone else was a dumb shit like me. We were close enough. Yeah. I mean, P names. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, feel like a dummy about that. What's, you said, take these point by point, what's your next point? Uh, what's, uh, what's the, what's the second, what's the first hashtag? Hashtag corrections. Okay, so, I think if you want to, hashtag corrections, uh, that's important. If you want to make a hashtag correction, nope, never mind. Uh, if you want to put ZC erections, ZC erections. <laughs> so, like, you're correcting zero credits, you can do that to join the conversation. <laughs> and uh, I think we've addressed everything about that tweet. You think you have? I think we've addressed every point about that tweet. What about the last point? Uh, what point's that? Hashtag John make a Facebook. So if you want to get in contact with us, uh, you can email us at zerocreditsisapodcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us an email, send us a gmail, send us a bmail, but never send us a screamail. All right. Makes sense so far? No screamail. Don't send us a screamail. Did you say the address yet? Zero credits is a podcast at gmail.com. I believe I said it. That's the address. And if you want to send us a tweet like Eric did, a fully addressed tweet with uh, with nothing, no hanging chads, no nothing that hasn't been addressed, you can get at us at zcpcwhj on twitter.com. And you can discuss the social media hierarchy that we currently live in. Uh, correct us. Don't correct us. Tell us we're right or wrong. You don't even need to say anything of substance. If you tweet at us with a series of exclamation points followed by a link to a picture of a bonobo monkey, I will thank you for it. Also, feel free to use any of the hashtags that we introduced during the podcast to really... Get our conversations a-churnin'. I'm, I'm really trying to 
do this integrated marketing thing. I like the idea that people can find these little these little hashtag moments. It's like geocaching. Yeah. Geohashtagging, if you will. Geohashing. So you find my hashtags. You get at me on Twitter. Don't email me a hashtag because that's useless. Exactly. Email me words. Alternatively, you can get my coworker to hand me a bag. Oh. Did I not tell you about this? I'm sorry, what? I was handed a bag. Okay. The bag had words on it. Alright. The words say, Dear Henry, this bag is for you. It's cold and empty, just like your expression, and tragic, just like your sense of humor. Regards, bag's previous owner. Is that... Is that a Zero Credits thing or a Henry thing? Not entirely sure. Oh, well, if you're listening to this podcast and you've been sending Henry creepy bags, uh, write in. Write in on a bag. Yeah. Uh, find some way to get me a bag. You get John a bag, but don't, because it's kind of freaky. <laughs> if you want to keep this bag train rolling, I will not stop you. If you're, uh, if you're interested in pioneering a new form of social media, you know what? Okay. Get at us on Twitter with hashtag hashbags <laughs> and uh, send us your bag messages. Send us a picture of a bag. Maybe it has words on it. Maybe it's just a bag. That's the hashtag hashbags at zero credits to hashtag Twitter. Dot com. Dot com. All right. And I think that's going to do it for this high quality, high concept, high kite flying episode. High concept, high content same thing zero credits yeah and one last shout out to carrie walgren's seriously you're really cool and uh please listen that's the last time we gush over a fan potentially maybe i mean (laughs) tomorrow when we get followed by greg proops you'll change your tune oh man if that happens... Smartest man in the world. We're immediately down... The, we're recording a whole new episode. <laughs> dedicated everything. Dedicated to Greg Proops. It's true. We're going to delete all of our previous episodes and replace them with one episode about Greg Proops. Yep. And as always, John made a Facebook. Oh. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Wow. Don't, oh. don't try to find it. Oh, boy. Because he hasn't made it yet. Oh, boy. Oh. (laughs) Who do you want to make a Facebook? Not me. Oh, no. How do you even make a Facebook? I don't know. How do I make a Facebook for myself? I don't even know how I do that. (laughs) He's crying. (laughs) There's tears in your eyes. (laughs)